millions of people every day are reaping the health benefits of using cannabis oil also known as CBD. This new product derived from hemp has fascinated doctors and scientists around the world for its powerful effects on the human body. If you are in need of alternative methods for health empowerment, please visit www.naturalhempoil.com. That's naturalhempoil.com. CBD is now legal in over 40 states, and our products are non-psychoactive and contain less than 0.3% THC levels. We also offer products for household pets. Naturalhempoil.com does not claim to treat cancer, PTSD, epilepsy, anxiety, insomnia, joint pain, eczema, or any chronic condition that you may have been diagnosed with. Please consult with a doctor before you take CBD. Results may vary, so give our natural CBD a try at www.naturalhempoil.com. That's naturalhempoil.com. Visit naturalhempoil.com. That's naturalhempoil.com. When it comes to stubborn belly fat, we're all searching for a miracle pill. Generally, you have to use multiple products that target belly fat differently to manage excess weight around the stomach. Some products may focus on abdominal exercises or dietary changes, while others might focus on boosting metabolism or controlling cravings. But believe it or not, I may have found a solution that removes the need for juggling through multiple weight management products. It's called Belly Trim, and it's more effective at targeting belly fat, enhancing metabolism, and promoting a toned midsection better than most weight management products I've seen typically found on store shelves. Tens of thousands of five-star reviews back up the notion that Belly Trim is not only a breakthrough in a bottle, but that it also removes the need for us to use countless diet pills and fat-burning supplements. But there's more. If you place your order for Belly Trim now, you'll also receive 51% off free VIP live health and fitness coaching for life, two free new e-books titled Top 10 Foods That Burn Belly Fat, and Top 10 Exercises to Reduce Belly Fat, a 60-day satisfaction guarantee, and last but not least, free shipping. Simply go to www.trimwithus.com. That's www.trimwithus.com to take advantage of this limited-time deal before they sell out. Once again, that's www.trimwithus.com. Order now. Energy bills are rising at a historic rate, and there's no end in sight. Talk to enough people, and you'll soon realize nearly everyone's shocked at their recent electricity bills. Some studies reveal energy costs have skyrocketed by as high as 60% in as little as two years. That's why tens of thousands are installing this magical little device from SavePowerBills.com to help slash their energy bills. This sophisticated gadget stabilizes electrical currents, reduces dirty electricity, and helps protect your appliances and electronics. Simply plug it into your home wall outlet to help lower energy consumption and ultimately help reduce your power bills every month. Countless five-star reviews back up the notion that this device is one of the most efficient ways to save money while beating the greedy power companies. But there's more. If you order now, you'll also receive 65% off, fast shipping within the USA, hassle-free returns, and last but not least, a 60-day satisfaction guarantee. Just go to SavePowerBills.com to take advantage of this limited-time deal before they sell out. Once again, that's SavePowerBills.com. Violent crime across the U.S. has skyrocketed. Just recently, a politician was carjacked by three armed attackers outside his home in Washington, D.C. This comes several months after another politician was assaulted in the elevator of her building. Between mass shootings, kidnappings, burglaries, and carjackings, it's never been more vital to learn how to protect yourself. This is why tens of thousands are choosing the Fighter Flare Flashlight. The Fighter Flare Flashlight has awed people with a wonderful design and massive light output. On top of an ultra-bright 800-lumen light, it boasts powerful strobe lighting modes for self-defense, a glass breaking hammer, a built-in power bank, solar-powered recharging, rope cutter, siren, and much more. Countless five-star reviews back up the notion that this flashlight is the latest and greatest in the EDC market. But there's more. If you place your order for the Fighter Flare flashlight now, you'll also receive 66% off, free express shipping, and last but not least, a 100% lifetime guaranteed replacement. Simply go to www.fighterflare.com to take advantage of this limited-time deal before they sell out. 
www.fighterflare.com. Order now. Something wicked is coming this way, and only fools are ignoring the signs. So it's time you became a financial prepper like thousands of others. Gold can travel anywhere. It's international. It's its own currency. Allocate to gold now, the timeless safe haven asset. Open an IRA with noble gold investments to physically hold coins and bars and let real, tangible gold, not just paper, save your portfolio as the economy burns again. Right now, Noble Gold Investments offers a free 3-ounce silver American virtue coin with every qualified IRA. Just use the promo code code gold to claim your free coin and secure your family's financial future go to noblegoldinvestments.com now noblegoldinvestments.com this performance may not be indicative of future results investing in precious metals including gold involves risks consult with your tax attorney or financial professional before making an investment decision RPN is not responsible for the views, actions, statements, or opinions of its guests, advertisers, or even its viewers. The information contained in this program is not to be confused with medical or legal advice. An appearance on this platform is not necessarily an endorsement. But as always, we encourage you to do your own research. Enjoy the show. Good evening, everyone, and welcome back to another exciting episode of Red Pill News Live. Hope you guys are having a lovely day. We've got an update for you about the Pennsylvania man who beheaded his father and called for a national militia to form behind him. His efforts were not successful. We've also got a brand new story that dropped from James O'Keefe. This one's a banger. And of course, a whistleblower from Team DeSantis exposing what appears to be a child trafficker as one of the number one DeSantis shills on Twitter. And we would be remiss if we didn't discuss an update in the many, many scandals plaguing one Fannie Willis at this moment. So do me a favor, please hit the like button. If you haven't yet, please consider sharing the show. Big thank you to Nikaz808, already dropping some gold pills over there at pilled.net. Sit back, relax, grab your popcorn. We're going to be right back after this. If the appearance of wrinkles, fine lines, or the other signs of aging on your face and your body are starting to get worse, it might be just a little bit more than that New Year's stress. You see, your collagen levels may be critically low. And this is why myself, along with thousands of other people, are beginning to use multi-collagen 
to renew and revitalize the way we look and feel. Multicollagen is formulated to help reduce the visible signs of aging, reduce wrinkles, promote a youthful glow, promote elasticity, and promote skin hydration. And you can experience the incredible benefits of multi-collagen at an exclusive 53% discount. Plus, you're going to get four free bonuses by going right now to healthwithredpill.com. Once again, that's healthwithredpill.com. Order now, and when you support my sponsors, you support this channel. All right. Good afternoon, everyone. Welcome back. Thank you so much for joining us. As always, my name is Zach Payne, the corruption detector. And believe me, we are going to be detecting all sorts of stinky things happening all across the country today. Before we get into the top stories of the day, I had another funny song that I wanted to play for you guys. I think you're going to really enjoy this one. Uh, it's very, very appropriate. Let me get it pulled up over here. And then we will switch our views to the right screen. And, yeah, of course, it doesn't work. So hold on just a second. Let me get this pulled up. And here we go. This is from Maestro Zikos, Joe Biden, singing Gravity. Gravity. It's working against me And gravity Wants to bring me down Gravity Stay the hell away from me Gravity is taking better man than me. <laughs> All twice as much, ain't twice as good. And can't sustain like one half could. It's one and more. It's gonna send me to my knees Remember? Remember when Donald Trump shuffled down that, that ramp? Have, has anybody here ever worn dress shoes? Like, you you wear a pair of nice dress shoes, and there is literally no grip on the bottom. And if you're walking down a slick surface, the chances of slipping, your feet flying out from underneath you, uh, quite likely. So Donald Trump slowly shuffled down that ramp, and the mainstream media went crazy. They tried to say that uh, he was elderly, he was infirmed. President Trump is uh, not very, very uh, confident on his feet, something stupid like that. And here we have Joe Biden continually, every three or four days, tripping, falling. Clearly, the man does not have a very good relationship with gravity. And yet the mainstream media would have us believe that everything's okay. Everything is exactly as it's supposed to be. Joe Biden is not old, elderly, or infirmed, and uh, it's simply uh, another sabotage by Secret Service agents that are destined to try to destroy Don to try to destroy Joe Biden. Obviously, that couldn't be further from the truth. 
All right, my friends, let's get into our first story today. Uh, this is the update on the situation with Justin Moan, the Pennsylvania man who beheaded his father and then paraded his head around on a live stream on YouTube, made a call for a militia to join behind him, and then to assassinate federal employees all around America. Now, Justin Moan clearly had some very deep and disturbing mental issues taking place. Obviously, we don't have any sort of uh, diagnosis on him yet. But he believed that he was the second coming of Christ in that video. He appointed himself uh, the interim president of the United States uh, and, of course, calling for death and uh, assassination all across the country after cutting your own father's head off. It indicates that there is something profoundly wrong with this young man. Um, well, it turns out. That another one of those things that just seems to always happen in instance like instances like this uh, took place. I mean, I asked the question yesterday, was he on any sort of psychotropic medications or was he under the care of a psychiatrist or a therapist? Um, and I asked those questions because generally speaking, in a situation like this, you seem to see that over and over and over again. In fact, people who are taking uh, antidepressants are twice as likely to kill themselves or commit acts of violence against other people. So, I mean, the numbers are there. We know this. I'm not speculating. You can actually get this information from the federal government. I believe it was from uh, either the CDC or the NIH. I had a study pulled up and I didn't, I did, I forgot to put it up on the computer. But another thing that we always look for is were they known to the FBI? And in this instance, the answer once again is yes. Uh, about six months ago, over six months ago, Someone had found Justin Moan's, uh, his, his ramblings, you might say, online. Uh, they had discovered his social media, uh, his music as well, which is all gone now. Last night, while Brad and I were on the air, they removed his Spotify account. I was able to get some of his music downloaded from Apple Music, but who knows if they're going to let that stay in there. Um, and and they posted about it on 4chan. Uh, so let's go ahead and take a look at the information that was declared on 4chan. Okay, here we go. So, uh, back in July of 2023 is when this anonymous user on 4chan had come across Justin's profile and detailed the troubling interactions they actually had with him and then reported him to authorities. So the post itself describes the kind of erratic behavior that Justin was in, involved with, uh, the unsuccessful lawsuits that he was engaged in, uh, also his numerous self-published books, uh, which, of course, in those books declared some troubling things, such as the fact that he was the second coming of Christ or that he wanted Americans to engage in violent revolution. And what's also interesting is that they knew specific incidents about his past, um, including uh, the one job that he had. It was at Progressive out in Colorado. Uh, and there was some really odd behavior that he involved with uh, over there. So this post suggesting that there was something wrong with Justin uh, was online for the last six months, and the FBI definitely knew about it. So his past behavior and online posts in, in, in their entirety pointed to a man 
with profound mental illness, delusions of grandeur, and a resentment against society, authority, and women, frankly. So Donald Trump Jr. Uh, responded to this finding, and he said he was on our radar, but of course the FBI was too busy classifying Catholics as domestic terrorists, along with other truly dangerous terrorists who went to PTA meetings to complain about radical leftist teachers indoctrinating their kids every effing time, folks. So the 4chan post reads as such, and I'm sorry, let me get a drink. For those who need a break from the madness and just want to enjoy some good old fashioned cringe. Meet Justin Moan. Justin graduated from Pennsylvania State University with a bachelor's in agribusiness management. Justin moved out to Colorado to work for the insurance company Progressive. He would have a bad time in new employee orientation, claiming his female co-workers graduated from his onboarding academy before him and that he was overqualified and overeducated for such a low-tier position as a customer service representative. In response to being denied early graduation or a transfer to a real department like IT, he wrote the following to his HR department. Now, Based upon this inside communication from Progressive, I can only believe that the person who made this post actually knew Justin personally in, excuse me, in Colorado and likely worked with him. Now, that is, of course, unless Justin had published all of this stuff online, letting people know exactly the interactions that he had with his bosses at Progressive. Um, which wouldn't surprise me, but obviously we can't check because his entire social media history has been scrubbed. So he writes to HR and he says, I now expect to be put on a faster pace of promotions than others or be placed in a fitting position as soon as possible rather than allowing the situation to escalate. It's never a good idea to threaten your newly uh, uh, minted HR department. Moan warned that if he was terminated or forced into constructive discharge, it would result in immediate legal actions and it would include me using my publishing capability to publicly reveal progressives violations of its core values as well as civil rights or labor law violations also it was at progressive where justin kicked a door in and that resulted in him being put on a paid leave of absence and then an investigation that ultimately led to his termination so we're not going to take a look at the lawsuit, um, but uh, we know all the rest of the story. They mention his books. They link to his books. Uh, they also link to the specific book that I posted uh, on the thumbnail yesterday, America's Coming Bloody Revolution. Uh, and then, of course, they also link to some of his music. Some Here's a passage from one of his books. Paradoxically. This author would not be writing this pamphlet if he did not have this experience in Colorado and observe other activity which should not be glorified in this pamphlet, such as the types of people who are allowed to work and who get promoted to lofty roles with higher pay grades, yet less work in America's labor rackets. Paradoxically, the reader may not consider taking action until they too experience what this author experienced, likely making it too late for them to take action against this takeover of America due to crippling financial financial crippling or else imprisonment, starvation, or death, as is intended by these labor rackets and regime. 
Now, uh, this is where they link to his music. You can't find that anymore. Uh, and like any normal person, he attempted to sue the Department of Education for alleging that they negligently and fraudulently induced him to borrow money to pay for his education without sufficiently warning him of the possibility that he would face a difficult job market and could be unable to pay back his loan. And this is where he cites himself as being an overeducated white male, which meant that employers used affirmative action against him. Uh, uh, and, of course, he did not win the case. He attempted to take it back three different times. So at this point, uh, Justin was already posting about Moan's militia on Reddit and also on YouTube. The writer of the post says, what is Justin up to now? Recruiting people in Moan's militia. By that, I mean making posts on Reddit, firearm, and military subs for people to join his one-person militia. He also tried joining multiple firearm community discords to recruit for this militia, getting upset when told that these communities are for people just trying to LARP and grill. So in summary, one man's bad case of main character syndrome mixed with a messiah con complex is what you see here. And they end by saying reported to the FBI just in case. So the fact that the FBI for the last, I don't know, several years, 10 years or more, maybe has been crowing to the administrations and of course, the American people that white supremacist terrorism and extremism uh, right-wing extremism, militias, and the such, that these are the most dangerous things to the sovereignty and security of America. And they were warned about one such specific individual who was attempting to use these tropes uh, to engage in some sort of armed revolution, and they didn't pay attention? I mean, come on, man. Uh, does anybody actually believe that Justin Moan was simply allowed uh, to do this because the FBI is too stupid to pay attention. I think the FBI has the ability to track and pay attention to whomever they want to. And in the same way that virtually every single act of terrorism or extremism has been precipitated by a previously piece, a previous piece of knowledge in the hands of the FBI – Justin Moan was allowed to remain out there and he was allowed to be used as some sort of a psychological operation that they were hoping to perpetrate on the American public. Now, I stated yesterday, I think it's likely that Justin Moan could even be an MKUltra victim. Uh, there was even more evidence of that in his music, uh, the sorts of things that he talked about. That woman, uh, I Miss Lauren, in his song, suggesting that Lauren was in his thoughts uh, and controlling his thoughts, uh, and that he had essentially lost control and sovereignty over himself. Um, but uh, the, the, the full picture that you get, when you look at this tragic situation, is that once again, it could have been avoided if it wasn't for the fact that the FBI doesn't do or solve any crimes. They don't they I'm sorry, they they don't solve any crimes that they don't want to. And they allow crimes they want to take place to actually continue unabated. So unfortunately, this this man's father lost his life uh, and the FBI knew about him and they knew exactly the type of things that he was saying online. So they could have done something they chose not to. I think that was on purpose. All right. Next, uh, continuing on with our next story, James O'Keefe. My God, you guys, if you haven't seen this report from James O'Keefe yet, you need to watch it. It's 15 minutes long, and if they have a sample of it, then we will watch it after going through this article. But yet again, 
James O'Keefe, for the second time in a week, he has released a report where he's the actual undercover individual uh, going on a Tinder date or a grinder date with uh, uh, with a gay man working for the deep state inside the U.S. government. First, we had a young man who was an aide to a Republican House member. Uh, he was actually a Democrat, and he said to James O'Keefe that Donald Trump needs to go. I think he actually made a more specific allusion towards assassination or death. And he never caught on to the fact that James O'Keefe was James O'Keefe. James O'Keefe even asked this man if he knew who James O'Keefe was. And he didn't know. Well, actually, he knew who he was, but he couldn't tell you what he looked like. So totally avoidable for anybody who's on Grinder and matches with somebody who looks like James O'Keefe. Probably uh, not not a good idea. But for your sake, I hope that you don't. But for our sake, I hope that you do continue on. Because he did it again. Only this time, it was someone much higher up in Biden's administration. Uh, this time, it was somebody who actually worked within the uh, the White House, uh, was a security analyst or an intelligence analyst working for the State Department and USAID. The State De- Department, of course, is the public domestic arm of the Central Intelligence Agency. The CIA doesn't have the 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 right to operate openly inside the United States. And in order for the CIA to work in other nations around the world, they have to do it out of the embassies of the United States, which, of course, are run by the State Department. So this was the first part of a two part series. Oh, and then don't let me forget, USAID is the NGO arm of the Central Intelligence Agency. That's another way they are able to operate in different countries around the globe. They will set up USAID shops where they will provide humanitarian things for various groups. But then at the same time, what they're really doing is running ops under the banner of USAID. So this very first episode, uh, at the very end, James O'Keefe takes his glasses off and, and he makes the, the disclosure that he's not who this guy says he is. But essentially, he turned this guy into an unwitting whistleblower who admitted that Joe Biden's mental health is in decline and everybody talks about it behind the scenes uh, and that there had also been closed door conversations about how to remove Kamala Harris from the 2024 ticket. And then also that they would prefer that Joe Biden was not the candidate, but that he will be and that the reason they don't remove him is because. It's never been done historically. This is this is going to be quite the scandal. And something tells me this gentleman is no longer going to be working for the government very shortly. His name is Charlie Crager. He's a cybersecurity policy analyst and foreign affairs desk officer in the executive office at the White House. He said that he protects the networks of the federal agencies who give all of your information to them and that his team is the president's voice concerning policymaking. Millions of people every day are reaping the health benefits of using cannabis oil, also known as CBD. This new product derived from hemp has fascinated doctors and scientists around the world for its powerful effects on the human body. If you are in need of alternative methods for health empowerment, please visit www.naturalhempoil.com. That's www.naturalhempoil.com. CBD is now legal in over 40 states, and our products are non-psychoactive 
radioactive and contain less than 0.3% THC levels. We also offer products for household pets. NaturalHempOil.com does not claim to treat cancer, PTSD, epilepsy, anxiety, insomnia, joint pain, eczema, or any chronic condition that you may have been diagnosed with. Please consult with a doctor before you take CBD. Results may vary, so give our natural CBD a try at www.NaturalHempOil.com. That's www.NaturalHempOil.com. Energy bills are rising at a historic rate, and there's no end in sight. That's why tens of thousands are using this amazing little device from SavePowerBills.com. It's a small but smart gadget that stabilizes electrical currents, reduces dirty electricity, and helps protect your electronics. Just plug it into your home's wall outlet to help lower energy consumption and ultimately help reduce your power bills every month. Order now to get 65% off plus many free bonuses before they sell out by going to SavePowerBills.com. That's SavePowerBills.com. Order now. Energy bills are rising at a historic rate, and there's no end in sight. That's why tens of thousands are using this amazing little device from SavePowerBills.com. It's a small but smart gadget that stabilizes electrical currents, reduces dirty electricity, and helps protect your electronics. Just plug it into your home's wall outlet to help lower energy consumption and ultimately help reduce your power bills every month. Order now to get 65% off plus many free bonuses before they sell out by going to SavePowerBills.com. That's SavePowerBills.com. Order now. Violent crime across the U.S. has skyrocketed. Between mass shootings, homicides, kidnappings, burglaries, and carjacking, it's never been more vital to learn how to protect yourself. This is why tens of thousands are choosing the Fighter Flare Flashlight. The Fighter Flare Flashlight includes an ultra-bright 800-lumen light, powerful strobe lighting modes for self-defense, a glass-breaking hammer, a built-in power bank, solar-powered recharging, rope and wire cutter, siren, high and low LED lighting mode, and much more. Simply place your order now to get 66% off along with many other free bonuses before they sell out by going to www.fighterflare.com. Order now at www.fighterflare.com fighterflare.com A human catastrophe is closing in. Nobody knows how far this one is going to go. You can feel the heat as tension is rising globally. War is expensive. Open a Noble Gold Investments IRA today, and you can claim a free 3-ounce silver American virtue coin. Just use the promo code GOLD. Go to NobleGoldInvestments.com now. Past performance may not be indicative of future results. Investing in precious metals, including gold, involves risks. Consult with your tax attorney or financial professional before making an investment decision. So he confirmed that Joe and Kamala are going to be... The nominees in 2024 doesn't mean that it will by the time we actually get there. I was just speaking with Adel, and uh, from my estimation, I think there is a way to replace Joe Biden. I think they would have to have a medical emergency. They would have to have a situation where he's unable to carry on the duties, and he's barely able as it is right now. But if Joe Biden had a heart attack, he had a stroke, or maybe somebody pushed him down a flight of stairs, then it would be very easy for them to go ahead and replace him. So he also divulged that uh, the the opinions of people working in the White House are that Joe Biden is uh, at least verging on senility, that his mental health is in decline, and that it's not a good look. And he understands that. Everybody in the White House understands it. Uh, he also said that Kamala Harris is spectacularly unpopular, especially among black staff. She, I guess, hemorrhages black staff. They do not like working for her. But in, in the same way, they can't remove Joe Biden because it's just never been done. How do they rationalize that to the American people? They really can't remove Kamala Harris because she is a person of color. Uh, she is a biracial person of color, a BIPOC. 
And so they can't take her out and replace her with somebody else because she is black. She is also half Indian. She's a woman. Uh, it would look bad. It would look bad to the American voters from those demographics that they're hoping to court. But I don't think that it's doing them any favors because, again, she is unpopular. People do not like Kamala Harris. Charlie asks James, like, what kind of message are you going to send to African-American voters? How would you spin that? And, of course, he is unable to come up with a specific diagnosis for Joe Biden's mental health. He said there's been no diagnosis yet. Uh, he notes that Biden's mental health is in decline and all of his colleagues are aware. He said he is definitely slowing down. Now, speaking on what he's heard from other high-ranking officials working in the executive office of the president, uh, is that they are really concerned about it. Uh, they want to get rid of Joe Biden. They need to get rid of Kamala Harris, but they simply don't know how to do it. He said no one in modern history has ever, like, said we're not going to nominate, renominate the president for a second term. What I thought was really interesting is that he also had had a specific conversation with Michelle Obama about whether or not she was going to run. Now, bear in mind, the story that he relates was from some time ago. But when he spoke with Michelle, she said, uh, there's no way I'm never going to run. I saw what they did to my husband and it doesn't interest me now. Everything could have changed by the time they ask her to actually do it. If Joe Biden no longer is walking around, then I think she would probably be the only one that they would ask. So, uh, oh, yeah, I forgot to mention the story from last week with the other guy working as an aide to Republicans. He said that everything Madison Cawthorn said was 100 percent true. Uh, Madison Cawthorn knows what he's talking about. He said, that man in that wheelchair, mm-hmm, he ain't lying. So you're, you're pretty high up in the government. Yeah, I'm fairly high up. I'm good at keeping secrets. And so I manage two federal agencies, mm-hmm. the State Department and USAID. So when you say secret... I'm good at keeping secrets as he's divulging secrets. I love the irony of that. Security, like you're protecting the networks of the federal agency that you give all your information to. The mission is to protect information. We we are like the president. James knows how funny that is, too. (laughs) The mission is to protect information. And right now you're giving me information because you think you're going to get laid after dinner voice when we go into meetings in terms of discussing and, and promoting the president's priorities. Is he, is he going to be the, the nominee? Yes. And she will be the vice president's nominee. Yeah, I don't... There was a debate about removing her from the ticket, but sadly they didn't. She can't keep black staff. He quit on her in mass. But with him, I mean, yeah, I know. I know. he's got I know. dementia. Um, yeah, well, he's definitely slowing down. So they know that he has those issues. I think so. But they're not willing the to say it. Shows it. And they're not willing to say it publicly. And same thing but with Kamala Harris. She's not popular, but you can't remove the first black lady to be vice president from the goddamn presidential team. Like, what kind of message are you going to send to, like, an African-American voter? How would you spin that? People would be like, what the like she's a woman and she's multiracial. I think I think that they're really concerned about this. But they won't say it. Well, I guess if they say it publicly, Correct. Biden say it publicly. is. Uh, no. like- oh, too bad, Charlie, because you said it publicly. Oh my God, 
This is quite literally my favorite O'Keefe investigation thus far. I'm going to encourage you guys, if you're not already following James O'Keefe and O'Keefe Media Group on Twitter, aka X, you really need to, and you need to actually watch the entirety of this report. Because I I don't want to play the entire thing. It's too long. We've got too much more stuff to talk about. But it's worth it. It is so worth it. Oh, my God. I was so there for it this morning. I couldn't believe that this came out. And Charlie Crager, I can't wait for part two. Oh, he also shut down his social media. <laughs> he wiped himself from the Internet as soon as he found out who James O'Keefe was or that it was James O'Keefe. The funny part is that when he asks him, when he finally takes his glasses off, like freaking Clark Kent, and asks him uh, about why is he telling this to James O'Keefe, and he and Charlie Crager had a moment of realization, and he understood. It was in that moment he knew he fucked up. Uh, absolutely incredible, absolutely incredible. And uh, I just, I just hope that uh, he is able to continue. To get these reports, I mean, I never would have thought that James O'Keefe would have been able to go back out in the field. But either these people are just so clueless, maybe like blinded by the idea that they're going to get laid, or they're living in a bubble to the degree that they don't even really know who James O'Keefe is or, or what he looks like. But absolutely incredible. Part two is coming out in a couple of days, and that's basically just going to be them like chasing Charlie Craker. <laughs> And him not wanting to talk to them. <laughs> so good. Okay. Okay. Uh, yes, you've been O'Keefe'd. <laughs> oh, my God. I went out with James O'Keefe, and all I got was this lousy video. All right, so let's talk a little bit about East Palestine. President Trump is killing it in Ohio. It was, it was, it was Trump country before. But... Since the tragedy of the East Palestine rail disaster and Joe Biden's complete ignorance to the plight of these people refusing to visit, Joe Biden ensured that Ohio is going to go full red come November. Now, of course, as I reported yesterday, it's an election year miracle. Joe Biden's going to make his way up to East Palestine, but... I mean, it's too little too late. The people of East Palestine wanted him to visit in the aftermath of this disaster. President Trump showed up almost immediately. And you know that if this would have happened while President Trump was president, he would have been there. Okay, as soon as it happened, he would have been there. He would have been working to to help secure these people's health and safety. Joe Biden basically wrote it off. He, he couldn't be bothered. He spent as many days and nights and weekends at his various vacation retreats around the the country uh, as he could. But he couldn't take one day to head on over to East Palestine. So uh, the people of East Palestine are speaking up. And uh, as you can imagine, their reaction is less than enthusiastic. So they've been asked about Joe Biden coming to visit. Uh, And the White House announcing this, You know, it it has produced results that I expected. Um, When you have a train that derails in the middle of a a, a thriving rural community spilling hazardous waste, and then you set that waste on fire, and then you just pretend like those people don't exist, they are not going to be very warmly receptive to the idea of you coming 
a year later. Uh, so we have a couple of different residents from East Palestine, Tammy and Rick, Dr. Rick Tassai. Uh, they were preparing to retire when this disaster occurred nearly a year ago. Following the disaster response, Rick then decided to run for Ohio's 6th con- Congressional District to alleviate some of the issues that were plaguing East Palestine and the surrounding areas. So Tammy said, I don't care at this point. I mean, he couldn't even pronounce the name of our town. That's maybe not a big deal, but maybe somebody should have told him that a little bit earlier on. Maybe he has corrected it by now, but that just shows you how much he didn't know what was going on. Tammy said people are still getting sick. When it rains, people get nosebleeds, people get skin rashes and headaches, and some people aren't affected by it. But obviously, some people are. It just depends on how your body is. I'm sure it would also depend on your proximity to the actual disaster site. Uh, and I always I, I continue to wonder about water sources. You know, what about that watershed, the river there? I mean, this was one of the most significant environmental disasters in modern times. And as much as the the left likes to LARP about how much they care about the environment, this should have been issue number one. East Palestine, chemicals in the water seeping into the groundwater, killing animals. <laughs> Horrible. 49 rail cars included 11 rail cars filled with these various hazardous chemicals. From what I understand, I don't know if we ever got a full accounting of everything that was in there. I mean, we knew about some of them. Uh, vinyl chloride. Uh, and, of course, the Centers for Disease Control put out a notice that you might get sick if you stand around this stuff and breathe it in. But if you live in that community, what are you supposed to do? Uh, Rick said, I think a large part of this community is disgusted. I think he's coming here to save face. I describe him as a blister. He comes after the fact. I don't think maybe just because he's been forced to do so by public opinion. I feel like if he would have been forced to do so, he would have come previously. I mean, he has to go somewhere in Ohio now that he's out there campaigning again. So going to East Palestine is the only logical choice. I mean, he, I don't know how long he's going to stay there. I don't know what he's going to do. Is he actually going to speak with people? I, I wonder. There's a lot I wonder, but we'll get into that in a moment. So the administration has, on a number of occasions, promised that they were going to come visit the site. The site itself. When it comes to stubborn belly fat, we're all searching for a miracle pill which may never exist. But believe it or not, I may have found the next best thing. It's called Belly Trim, and it's more effective at targeting belly fat, enhancing metabolism, and promoting a toned midsection better than most weight management products I've seen typically found on store shelves. Tens of thousands of five-star reviewers can't be wrong. Simply place your order now to get 51% off along with many other free bonuses before they sell out by going to www.trimwithus.com. That's www.trimwithus.com. www.trimwithus.com. Order now. He's been saying that uh, he could do so in a statement on March 2nd, just days after telling reporter that he had no plans to visit. Transportation Secretary Pete Buttigieg did visit East Palestine in February of 2023. Uh, And of course, it makes it look worse for Joe Biden that he didn't show up. Rick continues, it's going to be tough for him to get a warm reception, although he is our president. I can't speak for everybody in town, but a large percentage of people are very unhappy with him. He's pretty much abandoned and forgotten us. Well, he hasn't forgotten us. He doesn't care. He knows we're here, actually. 
Former President Trump, he was there uh, just a few weeks after the disaster, and he was greeted warmly by the residents of East Palestine. They lined up around the block. President Trump brought in pallets of water. That's not even something that the federal government did. He also brought a number of uh, cleaning supplies and, and, and different things to mitigate the terrible disaster that took place. Now, Rick is also concerned about the contamination that's still in the ground after the crash and that the disaster response has been horrible. The chemicals could still be leaching out into the creek. The Environmental Protection Agency ordered Norfolk Southern to conduct all of the cleanup associated with that. But the government should have taken a more active role. I haven't seen anything to suggest that Norfolk Southern has actually cleaned anything up other than the rail cars themselves. It sounds to me like the chemicals are still seeping into the ground, still going into people's wells, still going into the watershed itself. Now, surprisingly, there are some people in East Palestine who are actually a little bit excited that Joe Biden's going to be visiting. Some residents, including Don Elzer, who is a business owner in East Palestine, believes that a visit from Biden could bring more attention to the area and possibly more resources as well. And don't forget, it is an election year. He said, I think it's a great thing. Anybody of his stature coming to town keeps us in the news and focused on what's happening here. I think it's a very good thing. He probably has access to resources that we don't have. If they bring something like that with them, it'd be great for the economy and good for the business district. Elzer stated that his business dropped off about 20% in revenue since the accident. But he didn't know if it was from uh, the disaster itself or if it was a broader economic slowdown. I would guess that any travel to East Palestine was uh, probably specifically avoided by people if they did not need to go there. I mean, wasn't that one of the recommendations? Like, don't come here if you don't need to, because it's likely a, a toxic waste dump now. From my standpoint, it didn't matter, Elzer said, about Biden failing to visit the site over the last year. This guy must be a Democrat. The APA was here. Both the federal and state were here. Numerous agencies were here doing things for us. So having him come in would certainly have meant something psychologically to us. But in reality, it didn't matter. I would have much rather heard from the EPA people than what's going to come from a politician. He said another resident said, uh, I'll believe it when I see it in regards to Biden showing up. He actually said that last year, during the year that he was going to visit, he just couldn't narrow down the month. He was too busy going on vacation. Uh, so now he's going to he says he's going to come here again and he says he's going to visit next month. So uh, my first inkling is that I believe it when I see it. Uh, and Another resident says it really looks political now on his part that he's coming. It clearly is. He's had a whole year to come. He hasn't come. He's been to Ukraine and Israel, but he hasn't been able to come here in the last year uh, to respond to the worst environmental disaster of his presidency of, of modern times. Maybe the last 20 years. That's the disheartening part. So the mayor of East Palestine is also speaking out. Uh, he is not at all excited. Uh, Trent Conway since the very beginning, has openly criticized Joe Biden uh, for the lack of a response, essentially, to the catastrophic accident that took place in his town about a year ago. Uh, he's made scathing remarks at the White House as they announce Biden plans to visit sometime this month. Uh, he said he should just reschedule for February 2025 when he's on a book tour. <laughs> 
<laughs> oh, that would make sense. Now, Trent was actually there with Donald Trump. Donald Trump came and, and Trent showed him around. Uh, President Trump again brought goods and he brought water, food, uh, and uh, he did more for East Palestine than the federal government did. Biden was too busy on vacation or visiting Ukraine or Israel and dropping billions of dollars off in the middle of a war zone uh, between East and Western Europe. Uh, of course, Pete Buttigieg really didn't do much either. He was not warmly received when he got there. Um, Trent continued to s- express frustration for Joe Biden and the way that he handled the situation. Uh, he said that now, almost a year later, uh, it would be ineffective. It would not help the city for you that for them to visit at this point. And uh, he said, I wrote a letter to him about a month ago, saying that I think he needed to come, and I was gracious in the letter. I think he needs to see what's going on here. Uh, and they, he was asked, do you still stand by the comment about the book tour? And he said, 100%, I stand by that comment about the book tour. I think that's the best time for Joe Biden to come. I think the time for him to come would have been whenever this happened. So, yes, it's hollow at this point. It feels, and it truly is, an effort by Joe Biden uh, to uh, to effectuate some sort of buzz around his campaign so that he can use the footage of going to East Palestine in some sort of a political ad. He can put out a, a vague message to the American people about how he's helping, uh, how he is uh, reacting to disasters. But everybody who lives in East Palestine understands that the time to arrive would have been immediately after it happened. Because right then, that's when people are hurting the most. That's when people have uh, the most uh, uh, dread about what they're going to be facing in the future. Now they already know what they've been facing. They've faced uh, a whole handful of medical ailments as a result of it. And largely, it's from the poisoning of their water. This was a brilliant move on the behalf of a reporter uh, who asked Karine Jean-Pierre if Joe Biden planned to drink the water when he arrived in East Palestine. Let's see what she said. When the president is in East Palestine. And then next month, when the president is in East Palestine, will he drink the water there? I mean, look, what I can tell you is the president's focus has been to do everything that he can to support this community from day one. We get what's going on on the ground. We understand what's going That's why we've had the EPA. That's why we had DOT. That's why we had HHS. That's why we've had FEMA on the ground. Um, you know, this is not about some sort of, like, political stunt here. This is not about, this is not what this is about. This is about this. <laughs> it is a political stunt. What what fascinates me about this non-answer that Corrine Jean-Pierre gives is that the question, will he drink the water? <clears throat> I think we all know, no way, he's not going to drink the water. He's going to have someone hand him a glass of water poured from a Dasani bottle or something like that. He's not going to drink the water that the people of East Palestine are forced to drink. And it, it would it should have been a simple yes or no question. Of course, Joe Biden will drink the water because we know that the EPA and the federal government and Norfolk Southern did everything they could, everything necessary to clean this place up and make it safe for the residents who still live there, who have endured this traumatic hardship. But she can't say that because everything I just said never happened. 
Of course, he's not going to drink the water. President being a president for everyone and showing up, showing up for this community. That's what this is about. I'm not going to get into some sort of political stunts about drinking about drinking water. What we're going to focus about is making sure they have what they need. And the president was invited by the mayor, by community leaders. He's going to show up. He always said he would be there when it was the most helpful. When it was the most helpful. How how could you how could you pretend that it wouldn't have been the most helpful to arrive immediately in the aftermath of a tragic environmental disaster. That's when people needed somebody, leadership. Joe Biden's not a real leader. So the way he's behaved, the treatment that the people of East Palestine have received, I am not surprised. It's exactly what I thought was going to happen. And I'd like to to thank Joe Biden for proving to me that I'm right about the content of his character. And I'd like to apologize to the people of East Palestine for what they've been forced to endure, for the treatment that they've received, being made to feel like second-class citizens. At the same time, all of this money all across America has been devoted to the illegal alien migration, the illegal alien invasion, as they have streamed across the southern border. Resources siphoning off to support their illegal entry into the United States. Every single dollar could have been diverted to East Palestine. And perhaps the residents there might know that they're not going to die from cancer prematurely as a result of being completely abandoned. It's disgusting. All right. So, uh, interestingly enough, uh, as that's taking place... The ongoing impeachment inquiry into Joe Biden continues to take place as well. I wonder if East Palestine will be brought up in the context of the impeachment. I mean, it was a a, a, a horrible, a horrible mis- misjudgment of leadership uh, and, of course, response to the disaster. I think those people deserve much, much better. The people of Ukraine... Also deserve much better. Uh, it would have been better if Joe Biden never got his uh, meddling hands into the politics of that country. Uh, and, of course, the people of America may have been better off in a certain sense if Joe Biden hadn't been allowed to ascend to the residency at 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue. <clears throat> so as part of the impeachment inquiry, they are looking into his public statements that he made uh regarding the firing of Victor Shokin. Now, the White House is refusing to hand over the transcript of that Ukraine speech. It doesn't seem to me to be entirely necessary. Joe Biden's public comments are well documented. Uh, we've seen them on this program on so many different occasions. I don't think there's any need for me to play them again. But there is a certain air of legitimacy that comes with the official office of the White House handing over the official statements of Joseph Robinette Biden. I would be highly interested to see whether or not they bothered to actually document those comments Joe Biden made about getting Victor Shokin fired. Well, son of a bitch, he got fired, didn't he? So the White House refusing to hand over early drafts of President Joe Biden's 2015 Ukraine speech, where he called for the firing of Victor Shokin, uh, is uh, slightly troubling. I would like to know 
How many times was that was that original speech redrafted? And uh, was the firing of Victor Shokin always in there? Uh, are there any contemporaneous notes, perhaps emails that were sent back and forth uh, discussing the issue of Victor Shokin? When did he become an issue? <clears throat> Was he on anybody's radar before he began looking into Burisma and the activities of Hunter Biden, etc.? These drafts are important, as it is believed, based on public reporting, that then-VP Joe Biden called an audible, and he changed U.S. policy toward Ukraine to benefit his son on the plane ride to Ukraine. So that theory indicates that perhaps there was no suggestion to fire Victor Shokin in that original draft, maybe even in the final draft that Joe Biden took with him to Ukraine. And while he was on that plane ride, being apprised of the situation in the investigation, he made the split second decision that Victor Shokin needed to be fired. And of course, Joe Biden bragged about withholding a U.S. loan guarantee if Ukraine did not fire that prosecutor for more than five months. The White House has declined to authorize the production of these draft speeches, give them to the Oversight Committee, or to assert any sort of valid privilege over them. That means that they are refusing to do it, and they're refusing to justify the reason why they're refusing to do it. It seems just a tad bit suspicious, doesn't it? So the House Oversight Committee says that they are going to consider the use of a compulsory process, i.e. subpoenaing those speeches, but that's only if Biden continues to not cooperate. At this point, seeing as how it's been five months, I would imagine that they're at the verge of actually compulsorily forcing the production of those speeches. It should be done at this point. I'm sure they have the subpoenas drafted. Um but it was that 2000 speech where Joe Biden spoke at the Ukrainian Rada in Kiev and he demanded the firing of Ukrainian Prosecutor General Viktor Shokin. So let us take a look. Do we have a video of that speech? No, we have the uh, ultimate result when he bragged about it. As the prime minister and the president heard me say often. I never tell another man or another nation or another woman what's in their interest. But I can tell you, you cannot name me a single democracy in the world where the cancer of corruption is prevalent. You cannot name me one. They are thoroughly inconsistent. And it's not enough to set up a new anti-corruption bureau and establish a special prosecutor fighting corruption. The office of the general prosecutor desperately needs reform. The judiciary should be overhauled. The energy sector needs to be competitive, ruled by market principles, not sweetheart deals. How ironic. It's not enough to push through laws to increase transparency without regard to official sources of income. (laughs) Senior elected officials have to remove all conflicts between their business interest and their government responsibilities. Every other democracy in the world, that system pertains. What's so funny is that clearly every single thing Joe Biden outlines in that speech, uh, blaming Ukraine for having not done yet, those are all things that we're fighting against here in the United States of America. 
each and every one of those uh, various bits of information uh, is currently at play here. And, you know, it's no wonder we don't have a democracy. First of all, it was never a democracy. It was a democratic system of government operating as a republic. Uh, but our republic has been subverted long ago through these various points that Joe Biden accuses Ukraine of being guilty of. And then a few years after speaking on that panel, a few years later, while Joe Biden was on that panel at the Council on Foreign Relations, after he had successfully gotten Victor Shokin fired, he bragged about trying to withhold that $1 billion loan guarantee, essentially a bribe to the Ukrainians. If they didn't fire Victor Shokin, he was not going to give them that $1 billion. Now, ultimately, it has all come out. Viktor Shokin was investigating Mykola Zlachevsky, the Ukrainian oligarch who owned Burisma Holdings, which employed Hunter Biden at a natural gas company where he had no experience in the energy sector, paying him millions of dollars, essentially so that the Biden name would give them the power and access that they needed to engage in the criminality that they were so used to being able to achieve. Uh, so I can't wait to see that speech. Biden basically bribed Ukraine <clears throat> to turn the heat down on his son so his son could con- continue collecting millions of dollars and the Biden name would continue to be worth something in the international marketplace. Take a look at this. Joe Biden doing a stop in Detroit today. Apparently, he uh, suggested that voters needed to vote Trump. Listen to this. He actually said that. He said, vote Trump to that person when he shook his hand. Vote Trump. My God. He truly, truly has uh, 100% lost it. Oh, and another clue as to that fact, Joe Biden once again claimed to Gold Star families. Gold Star families are families who have lost someone in the war, a mother, a father, losing their son, losing their daughter, fighting to preserve American freedoms, liberties, the republic itself. And Joe Biden has repeatedly claimed that Bo has the same status as the as the as the child that lost their life that Bo is essentially the same as the Gold Star families but he's not Bo Bo Biden died of cancer Bo Biden his death had nothing to do with his service in Iraq but he has repeatedly claimed that he lost his son in Iraq and of course this <clears throat> this is such an affront to the Gold Star families who truly did lose their children in a theater of war. And these particular families were the ones that recently died in Jordan, were killed in that drone attack. Uh, and Joe Biden had initially stated he wasn't going to visit with them. And it, there was kind of an uproar, and he went ahead and actually met with them. Uh, so let's take a look at this. Joe Biden calling the three families who lost their children. President Biden calling Oneida and Sean Sanders, whose 24-year-old daughter Kennedy was killed in the attack. I know, uh, you know, everybody, uh, I, I know there's nothing anybody can say or do to 
Yes, sir, we understand. The parents overcome with emotion when the president reveals how their daughter will be honored. We're promoting her posthumously to sergeant. Oh, wow, that is the best news I've heard today. Thank you so much. You don't know how much that means to us. Oh, well, I tell you what, it means a lot to, a lot to me. Uh, my son spent a year in Iraq until I lost him. And uh, I, uh, you know, 1%, 1% of all these kids are the ones that uh, really take care of 99% of us. It's so disgusting. It's so disgusting. Joe Biden is probably the the most dishonest human being that's ever lived. If he's opening his mouth, it's a lie that's coming out of it. You know, let's say even if Bo Biden's cancer was due to standing around trash burn pits, I've known people who died because of that. Directly attributable, because that's where they were stationed, right there in front of that burn pit. And they died of a fast-acting cancer. You know, Bo, I don't know that he was doing that. I mean, he was a higher-ranking guy in the Army. I don't even know what he did or what branch he was in. I've never really looked into his service. But I can tell you that Bo Biden was not some low-level grunt that was stirring shit into a burn pit. So for Joe Biden to say that Bo died in Iraq or because of Iraq, he didn't die because of Iraq, he died here at home. Uh, he, he was he was an elected official. OK, and it was uh, there. There was a time removed between the two incidents it has nothing to do with each other. Those poor parents, those poor parents. And, you know, you have to understand here that their deaths were totally avoidable. It's because of the ineffective leadership of Joe Biden. It's because of his systematic weakening of the U.S. military that these people were sacrificed, essentially. So my heart goes out to them. It's a terrible, terrible thing. And I also, uh, for him to call them just to call them, I mean, I don't know. I, I mean, do you think that he should have visited them in person? Would it have made it any better? Would it have, been, would it have made it worse? I don't know. I don't know. Um, it's, a, it's a hard thing. So other day I mentioned that uh, Snoop Dogg, came out and said that he had nothing but love for Donald Trump. Uh, but recently, uh, he's also said that he's considering making a public endorsement of Donald Trump. It's a spectacular U-turn, uh, going from writing songs about killing Donald Trump to saying that he's done nothing wrong to me. He's only done great things for me. I got nothing but love and respect for Donald Trump. Uh, so now... He has given an interview. Uh, they asked him about those uh, those statements that he made. Uh, and he said that in June 2020, he planned to vote for the first time because he could not stomach one more year of Trump's chaotic rule. Uh, but now he's a bit more circumspect on where his ballot might go. He's expected to uh, be another showdown between Trump and Biden. And he said, I may have to. Snoop said about whether he may feels pressure to declare for a presidential candidate because there are mixed views on that. So I want to see what the people say. And at that point, it's pretty clear that it would be Donald Trump. There is no way for him to go anywhere other way. All right. Um, John Podesta, a tool of the Clintons, uh, 
a one of the most personally repugnant human beings on the face of the earth is rising to new heights in the Biden regime. And it should come as no surprise. Uh, he's planning to take the place of John Kerry as the climate envoy inside the Biden White House. Um, he has already been working in the Biden White House as uh, some sort of uh, advisor, senior advisor to Biden. Uh, Podesta is also the one who admitted that the Inflation Reduction Act is really just the Green New Deal repackaged as something else. And he's a perfect choice for this completely unnecessary position. Uh, last August, he said, we have to cut the carbon pollution that's driving the climate crisis. And that's what the Inflation Reduction Act is all about. He claimed that Americans across the political spectrum support climate change mandates. No, we don't, Mr. Podesta. Of course, why do I think John Podesta is personally repugnant? Well, that's because of the release of his emails from WikiLeaks, which detailed a heavy use of signs, symbols, and coded language, which has been admitted to be used by pedophiles and child traffickers. So, John Podesta coming back into the spotlight. Maybe that means John Podesta is having this light shown on him for a reason. I certainly hope that could be. Um, Now, Ronna Romney McDaniel, we've had a lot of criticisms for her. Looks like now that we're getting some uh, inside look into how the RNC is spending their money, it appears that they're spending it on extravagances, luxury items for themselves, Maybe even that's what paid for those new lips that she's got, because those are not the same lips that Ronna Romney McDaniel had even just a couple of months ago. But Red State has just revealed an in-depth investigation into the spending habits of the RNC. Uh, and of course, Ronna Romney McDaniel being the head of the RNC, she bears the responsibility for the troubling expenditure of non-essential items. That means that the RNC is taking money that's being donated to it and using it to purchase luxury items and to pay for high-end entertainment, millions of dollars in donor funds, rather than spending it on the campaigns of America First candidates. I'm not surprised to learn this, but I think that we have to shine a light on it so that Ronna Romney McDaniel might leave her position and someone can take over that position to reform the RNC into an organization that supports America first, because clearly right now they don't. So look at this. If we take a look at a breakdown between the DNC and the RNC, the RNC spent $70,000, $70,328 on flowers, floral arrangements between October of 2022 and November of 2023. One year, $70,000 on flowers. On consultants, the DNC spent $114,000. The RNC spent $1,000,000. $78,279.47. On office supplies, this is a lot of freaking pens, the RNC spent $297,717.64, while the DNC spent 45000 Limousines, 
The DNC, only $7,000 on limousines. The RNC, however, $263,127.25. On voter maintenance files, this is interesting. The RNC spent $39,233. The DNC spent $235,865. Is it any wonder why we have such a disparity between the national parties and their efforts to ensure their candidates get into office? Look at that, $235,000 on voter maintenance files. That's how they know exactly how many votes are out there for them to steal. On uh, government texts, text messages coming from the party, getting people out to vote, probably raising awareness about candidates. They spent $86,019. The DNC spent $1.6 million, $1,676,923.29. They could have, the RNC could have matched the DNC on these two things alone, and they could have not spent that money on all that other crap, and it would have put the party itself into a very different position. On state races, the RNC spent $13,800,200. The DNC spent $23,835,000 and four. And four, eight, $23,835,437. Jeez, oh, Pete. All right. Total spending. The RNC spent $128,735,489.96. The DNC spent $156,900,372. The RNC is being outspent on payroll. They are spending way more on office supplies. They're spending way more on consulting. They're spending more on donor gifts. A whole hell of a lot more on flowers. Not nearly enough on the voter maintenance. Far more on media booking consultants. The DNC spent nothing. They spent $116,000. Limousines, way more on limousines. On the texting, Far less on texting and a lot less on transfers to state parties. It's quite clear that the RNC's fiscal decisions are way out of whack. It's a stark contrast. It shows you where the priorities are for the various parties. The DNC is focused on getting the information necessary to get their candidates into office. And then they put more money into the candidates that they're trying to elect. The RNC spends more money on fancy limo rides, first class airplane fare, and on freaking flowers. Absolutely astounding. So (laughs) when we look at the canvassing, which took place between 2020 and 2022, uh, one of the biggest problems that the RNC had was driving voters. Okay, in order to drive those voters to the polls, you have to know which voters are out there. So you have to have accurate information for them. Uh, You also need to know how many of them are dead, how many of them aren't, uh, how many are actually likely to vote. And that's where you get the voter maintenance files. That's how you know what that number is. In between 20 and 2020, 2022, uh, the RNC provided lists to their various candidates, which included 50% of their information that was 
completely inaccurate. So that means that the energy they were expending trying to get people out to vote was just wrong, uh, completely wrong from the very beginning, and likely also resulted in them not understanding how it was the DNC was driving all of these ghost voters and fake voters to the polls. Nothing has changed, apparently, with the way they've been doing this. Uh, they're still sending out mail-in ballots. They're still sending out the same old tired physical mailers. But Ronna Romney McDaniel has done nothing to innovate or drive voters to the polls in a significant way. The only people doing that is us, guys. We are. We are the grassroots effort. We're the ones who are trying to educate people and get them out and get them to the polls. We're the one financing campaigns. The RNC isn't even financing campaigns. It's it's a stark contrast to the way the DNC does stuff. And I hope that people pay attention to this. Because we need leadership if we hope to harness the power of that Republican Party. I mean, as it stands right now, it's neutered. All right. It's a great Dane with no balls. So it can't do anything except lay around and fetch a ball uh, or, I guess, buy first class airplane tickets and uh, put bouquets of flowers inside limousines. All right. Before we continue uh, to our main story today, I just want to do a quick update on Fannie Willis. After the settlement of Nathan and Jocelyn Wade's divorce proceedings yesterday, she really, really dodged a bullet. Because both her and Nathan are no longer going to have to testify in that particular venue. But it doesn't mean that Fannie Willis isn't off the hook on answering questions about all of these various scandals which have just recently come to light. And, of course, Michael Roman has a number of his uh, his own court proceedings that are going to force Fannie Willis to answer questions about these various scandals at the same time. We have so many different organizations that are going to be holding her accountable. And there are some key questions that Fannie Willis must answer. I'm hoping that on February 15th, when she stands before Judge Scott McAfee, uh, she's going to be answering these questions right here. First of all, what is the specific nature of her relationship with Nathan Wade? And we can put that together. We've already been informed about what the nature of that relationship was, but she needs to answer this question under oath. Nathan Wade filed for divorce on November 2nd of 2021. This was the next day after his contract started with Fannie Willis. Were they romantically involved before she hired him? Or did she just drop to her knees the first day Nathan Wade came in and sat at his desk? Willis has, of course, not denied the allegations that they were involved in an improper relationship. Uh, but instead, uh, she has responded with her own al- accusations. Uh, and, of course, those accusations are that the claims are being made solely out of uh, racial animus. Uh, in a court filing to quash a subpoena to testify in that divorce proceeding, she claimed that Jocelyn Wade was using the legal process to harass and embarrass her as an, as a means to obstruct the Trump case. I highly doubt that Jocelyn Wade had the outcome of the Trump case on her mind as she was trying to force the mistress of her soon-to-be ex-husband to testify about the nature of their relationship. This wasn't about anything other than Fannie Willis being a trollop. Uh, and, of course, Fulton County Commissioner Bridget Thorne 
told Willis that she was just picking on Wade because he's black when she raised concerns about his expenditures. Nobody was caring about the color of Nathan Wade's skin when we asked the question, why is he getting paid so much? It seems a lot more likely that he's getting paid more because Fanny is going home with him at night. And then, of course, there's also the question about the usage of that money. How much money did Nathan Wade spend on vacations and trips that he took with Fannie Willis? We've got the bank statements. We've got the receipts from Fannie Willis and Nathan Wade in this divorce case. But she needs to specifically answer about the claims that those vacations were paid for by money from the the Fulton County taxpayers. Uh, these gifts are themselves improper because Nathan Wade was working for Fannie Willis. And the amount of money he was paid is also suspicious, considering the fact that Fannie Willis was profiting off of that specific arrangement that she made with her lover. These tickets that she, that were purchased, uh, a $477 ticket to Miami and an $817 ticket to San Francisco. They were both made in Fannie Willis's name. If you've never bought an airplane ticket for someone, you have to purchase it in the name of the person who's going to fly on it. So there's no way around the explanation here. Fannie Willis is the one who took that flight. That's also going to be something that will have been documented at the airport itself. And on the same day that he purchased the Miami ticket, October 4th of 2022, he also purchased two additional tickets, the $1,387 ticket and then another $1,284 payment for the Royal Caribbean Cruise Line. He made two different payments, but they both went to Royal Caribbean Cruise. Now, it's not clear if Willis actually went on the cruise with Mr. Wade. Um, However, the allegation is that, well, she flew on the plane and he bought two cruise tickets and they both went to the same destination. Why wouldn't she actually go on this Royal Caribbean cruise together? Roman's motion also claims that Fannie Willis was required to obtain permission from the Fulton County Board of Commissioners before appointing this special prosecutor that she was using money that was intended instead for COVID-19 stuff. So. The next question is, why did Fannie Willis leave the Fulton County Board of Commissioners in the dark about how much money she was spending on this Trump probe? The Trump probe being paid for with money that was designed to be spent on things from COVID-19 calls into question the usage of that money. There were two commissioners who confirmed that she did not go through the board. They were required to go through the board to get its permission to use the money in this fashion. And Fannie Willis has never provided an explanation to them. The commissioner, Bob Ellis, had previously stated that she has been fairly obstinate in providing information on how much money she's spending on these witch hunts against President Trump. And Bridget Thorne, uh, another commissioner, said, I asked her how much this election interference case was costing the county. The answer I got was that Lady Justice has no price. Now, another question regarding the amount of money that Nathan Wade was being paid. Why was it that he was getting paid more than the state's top racketeering expert? Doesn't make any sense. I mean, first of all, he wasn't a prosecutor. 
<clears throat> he had no experience in racketeering cases. But he's going to get paid more than the guy who literally wrote the book on racketeering in Georgia. He's going to get paid $250 an hour while the other experts are going to be paid $150 and $200 an hour. Why is it that Nathan Wade is being paid more than everybody else when he has no experience prosecuting RICO cases? Why is it that Floyd, the one who's only being paid $150 an hour, thank you, honey, is getting paid $100 less per hour? And why is it that Fannie Willis is lying to the public and telling everyone that she's paying everybody the same amount of money? Well, she's not. It's clear we have the receipts. Ellis is also requesting why Willis explained the reasoning for the for the pay as professional experience when each of the special prosecutors utilizing the district attorney's office had little relevant experience to what was actually going on in the actual investigation. Now, there's also the question about Nathan Wade's relationship to his current and former business associates and their relationship to Fannie Willis, because they donated money to Fannie Willis's campaign. And then as soon as she was elected, she hired them to do extra stuff for the county that really wasn't necessary. The current law partner, Christopher Campbell, he has earned $126,000.70 from the district attorney's office since 2021. Again, we have receipts. It's from the county. His former law partner, Terrence Bradley, has been paid $74,480 by the district attorney's office since 2021. Now, we don't know anything about Bradley's contract, but Campbell specifically was brought on in January of 2021 to work as $150 an hour as a taint attorney. And that would be an individual who reviews materials that were obtained from search warrants to filter out privileged information, evidence that could not be passed on to prosecutors. It remains currently unknown what cases Campbell was actually working on and why he was also given a separate contract to work as a first appearance attorney from March 1st through April 30th of the of 2021. Uh, and that would have had him representing the district attorney's office at defendants hearings within the first 72 hours of the arrest. It's also been said by lawyers and people familiar with the situation that there was already staff working at the district attorney's office who would have fulfilled this detail. It sounds like just another opportunity for Fannie Willis to pad these guys' pockets. And that may be because both of them contributed to her campaign, $1,000 and $4,050, respectively. Now, finally... Why is it that Fannie Willis chose not to disclose on her 2022 financial disclosure form a $477 airline ticket that was purchased in her name to Miami during that year? This, of course, is a form that elected officials are required to fill out by the Fulton County Board of Ethics. It requires a disclosure of every gift over a single source in the amount of $100 or more. And, of course, prohibited sources include anyone doing business with the county. Seeing as Nathan Wade was employed by the county, he couldn't legally purchase that airline ticket and give it to Fannie Willis. She must. She was required to disclose it, and she chose not to. The question, of course, is why? 
probably because she was trying to cover up her relationship with Nathan Wade. You guys, um, I need to... I need to use the restroom real quick, and I really have to. I want to get into this next uh, this next series of stories. So please listen to this song from President Trump, and uh, I'll I'll be right back. Okay. Please, Mr. Taylor, won't you let my kids go free? Please, Mr. Taylor. Won't you let my kids go free? They don't belong in prison, though they're guilty as can be. But the only crime they're guilty of is simply loving me. Please, Mr. Taylor, won't you let my kids go free? I'm a judge, not a jailer. Please, Mr. Jailer. Won't you let my kids go free? We can keep the vodka. Please, Mr. Jailer. Won't you let these children free? Should have worn makeup. <laughs> Let my sons go free. All right. Uh, thank you very much for your patience, guys. I have drank too many liquids. I'm on my second cup of water and my first energy drink. So the big story of the day is that a whistleblower has come forward from the Team DeSantis campaign to blow the lid off of the fact that a very interesting shill on Twitter, somebody who is known as Kaladin Free, a.k.a. Tim Cool, somebody who identifies as a Christian, husband, father, independent, Cybertruck enthusiast, Jack Smith fan club, uh, and somebody who has stated openly that they're going to burn the Republican Party to the ground because Ron DeSantis didn't get the nomination to be the RNC's nomination for president. Turns out that he is uh, a registered sex offender who was arrested and convicted for the purposes of enticing a child for indecent purposes. So let's go ahead and take a look at this. This is coming from the the Ron DeSantis exposed account on X. Team DeSantis's Tim Cool charged with enticing a child for indecent purposes, and then he tags at Kaladin Free. After spending a year around Team DeSantis online, I can no longer be a part of this disgusting movement. Their only goal is to destroy the right. That is who they are. More to come. Let's take a look at his rap sheet. And it's been published that I guess his name is Zachary Ty Gordine. I'm certain that you could find this on a local sex offender registry website. Um, and, uh, this is his charge in Georgia, November 5th, 2020, enticing a child for indecent purposes. Uh, pretty shocking that someone of Ron DeSantis's caliber would have a sex offender working for them in such a manner. Uh, or is it? 
I mean, there's been a couple of instances of sex offenders who got close to the DeSantis camp. There was uh, another incident, uh, Kent Sturman. This guy actually blew his head off after he was revealed to have been someone abusing kids. Um, he is, of, he, well, he was 50. He was from Jacksonville. He was found dead of a self-inflicted gunshot wound to the head on December 8th, 2022, because he was being investigated over allegations that he attempted to coerce an underage girl to show him a photo of her breasts by offering, you'll never guess, Taylor Swift tickets. This was reported widely by the Daily Mail at the time, and there's no indication or any suggestion that Ron DeSantis was aware of the allegations involving Kent Sturman. But it goes to show you that high-profile pedophiles work their way into political circles regardless of party affiliation. Yes, it tends to happen a lot with Democrats, and Democrats seem to want to protect pedophiles. But it goes to show you that it happens in Republican circles as well. So the girl arrived at Sturman's office to return the tickets. I guess, God, did he actually do it? So he gave her the tickets, I guess. And she demanded that he show her his breasts in person. She refused to allow, he refused to allow her to leave until she actually did it. She was eventually allowed to leave, and then she told her father about the incident. Sturman then allegedly offered to pay a five-figure payment to keep the incident a secret. The father refused, and then Sturman was dead a couple of days later. So he was an executive at a group called Total Military Management, which was known to be a close ally of the governor. He had donated tens of thousands of dollars to Ron's campaigns over the years, and that includes when DeSantis was first running for Congress back in 2012. It was also reported that when Congressman Ron DeSantis in 2018 stayed in a condo that was co-owned by Sturman after he was forced out of his congressional district in 2016 because of redistricting. So Sturman supported Ron DeSantis's political run for governor in 2018. He served on his transition team. In 2022, following the death, uh, there was a question uh, for Ron DeSantis about this, and he did not have any knowledge, apparently. Here's the other thing, is that Sturman also served on the Florida Highway Patrol Advisory Council. That means that he had proximity to law enforcement. Uh, this is another thing that we see with profiles of pedophiles as well. Uh, they will work to get into positions of power so that they can gain access to tools and levels of protection to stop people from being able to successfully investigate them or expose them. But of course, when you get so high profile that you think you can ask a teenage girl to show you their breasts for Taylor Swift tickets and then buy their father off, that's when you end up dead on the beach with a self-inflicted gunshot wound. So it was reported before his death that there was an open investigation by the Jacksonville Sheriff's Office. Uh, and a statement from DeSantis's office said the governor and the first lady were shocked and saddened to hear of Sturman's death. Uh, and they had no knowledge of the investigation. I, I reported on this when it initially happened. It was quite some time ago. Um, but now it's troubling that we have the exact same sort of thing happening. Um, I don't know why it is that this guy wanted to work for Ron DeSantis if he thought that Ron would be better for pedophiles, maybe. Maybe he thought that 
if he was able to successfully run an op for DeSantis online to get people to vote for him and he came into office, maybe he would have his record expunged. But take a look at this. This is the actual initial charging documents or the court documents from uh, DeKalb County Superior Court in Georgia. He had two charges. Number one, trafficking of persons for sexual servitude. It's child trafficking and utilizing an electronic device to seduce, solicit or entice a child. So it sounds like the charges that he ended up pleading to right here, enticing a child for indecent purposes, was a plea down from what he had. Uh, so a lot of people are uh, commenting on this. Uh, I haven't seen any replies from this guy. Uh, here we go. But here's some statements from him. Uh, January 14th, he said, I'm going to burn the party to the ground, regardless of what happens in this primary. The Republican Party is trash. Guys, I'm telling you, burn it to the ground, regardless of what happens in this primary. They're depending on you to break. He's talking about people voting for Donald Trump now because he's so butthurt that DeSantis isn't the guy. Uh, They're depending on you to forget your principles. They're depending on you to forget the betrayals. They fear low IQ cultists more than they fear you because many of you signaled early on that you would vote for the eventual nominee. This. Hmm. Where is it? Uh, this is what they, the type of weakness gets you. Neither fear nor loved. Burn it to the ground. Chestnut checkers. And uh, he's referring to a post from Marco Rubio, probably calling for unity of some type. Um, yes, and here's another one. Uh, this is another person who's Team DeSantis. Alex Blank. We will burn it to the ground. There's nothing you can do about it. F Trump. Now cry. Uh, here is uh, Tim Cool responding to Ron DeSantis exposed. He says, lawyer up, I'm going. Uh, you are in for a world of hurt. I will absolutely make an example out of you. Stay tuned. I'm still uh, in your GC on my other account, Tim. He says, lawyer up. I'm going to ruin you and I'll enjoy every minute of it. I'm also reaching out to the guy whose info you posted. If he doesn't have the means to sue you, I'll chip in. Okay, so. Uh, Tim Cool is stating that he is not the guy who's being posted. So I suppose we should make the, 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 uh, the specific statement that this is an alleged, uh, connection to Tim Cool at Caledon Free. Uh, but Tim Cool has stated here that he is not this man right here. I suppose we don't know. And, uh, Zachary Ty Gordine is the only person who can actually clear this up. Lawyer up, I'm going to ruin you and I'll enjoy every minute of it. I'm also reaching out to the guy whose info you posted. If he doesn't have the means to sue, I'll chip in. Let me tell you what's going to happen next. John Doe lawsuit will be filed. Court order forcing X to reveal your IP address and MAC address. Didn't think about that one, did you? And anything associated with the creation of any of your accounts, you losing or not showing up, me taking a bit of your measly paycheck for the rest of your life. Uh, you're going to get a judge to issue a subpoena for that. Doubt it. Oh, do tell. Why wouldn't a judge issue a subpoena to X for that info when those subpoenas are literally issued every day? Not to mention that in the year of our Lord, 2024, most subpoenas are attorney issued. But let John Doe contest the subpoena by making an appearance, which obviates the need for the subpoena. So he's not happy about this at all. Let's continue on. Here we go. Uh, you have a video from... Tim Cool suggesting that he's going to burn things down. He's got a Texas driver's license and Ron DeSantis exposed claims that there is a distressed child in the background. 
there is going to be bad apples everywhere. Continue. Let's see. I've never wavered in my support for DeSantis, and I'm still friendly with many of them, but this insane Antifa-style tactics is what I can no longer support. Uh, what type of rational American patriot wants to burn the party to the ground? Uh, I mean, I, I feel the exact same way. Uh, this uh, appears to be a rather immature uh, reaction to this. So, okay, so this is a picture that Kaladin Free posted of himself. I think I see a scar across the eyebrow over there. Yeah, that looks like a scar across the eyebrow on the left. Let's take a look at uh, Zachary Ty Gordine. It's a rather low-quality image, so you can't tell if that's him or not. Uh, I will go on record and say that for the time being, Tim Cool denies being Zachary Ty Gordine. But we can always find more information about Zachary Ty Gordine. So why don't we go ahead and do that here in just a moment? The lies continue. Tim Cool admits he lives in Georgia. Just search Georgia on his page. And I'm in Georgia. <laughs> I've seen this prosecutor use Rico on Atlantic school teachers. <laughs> okay. Um, so, yep, I'm in Georgia. He says it again. I'm in Georgia. And now that I've gathered enough screenshots, consequence season begins. <laughs> oh, this is pretty funny. Um, I'm a black man. Voted in Georgia. Took me 15 minutes. Saw no signs of Jim Crow 2.0. Okay, cool. Good for you. Uh, you voted in Georgia in the November 2022 election. Are you from Texas or Georgia, Tim? <laughs> Maybe he lived in Georgia and now he lives in Texas. But clearly the implication with that Texas driver's license is that he's currently in Texas. Uh, if you aren't the pedophile, prove it. The info matches Tim and you know it. If you're not the te- pedophile, why would you be willing to fund a pedophile's legal bills? <laughs> Weird thing to say, Kaladin Free. <laughs> oh. Violations. Oh, he got his account locked. Breaking our exposing private info rule. Oh, they probably... (laughs) Uh, I'm still in your GC on my other account, Tim. GC. What does GC mean? I'm still in your GC. I don't know what that means. All right, but here, let's try it. Let's do a search for Zachary Ty Gordine. See where we can find him. I want to make sure I spell this right. Zachary Ty Gordine. Okay. Zachary Ty Gordine. Uh-oh, Super Bowl-themed child sex sting arrests. A DeKalb County grand jury, grand jury has indicted 24 people for allegedly soliciting minors for sex in connection with a multi-jurisdictional operation titled Operation Interception. Each of the defendants, ranging in age from 20 to 55, I'm, I believe I reported on this at the time, is charged with at least one count of utilizing an electronic device to seduce, solicit, or entice a child in separate indictments returned by grand jurors last Thursday. Other charges include human trafficking, criminal attempt to commit aggravated child molestation, and obscene internet contact with a child. Very, They all vary per defendant, and uh, here we go. We have images of these individuals. This right here, very first one, is Zachary Ty Gordine. Uh, 
see. Oh, yes. We will get a much better image of Zachary in just a moment. Here he is. All right. So I don't specifically see a scar, but I I do. There is this line that you get right here that could easily be a scar. And we just don't have a high enough res version of it. But there also appears to be a scar on his face right here. I will I will go ahead and save this for the hairline, though. And we'll see what other pictures we can dig up. Oh, GC, group chat. Thank you, Frodo. Thank you for that. Let's see if we can go to another news station. Ah, this is News 4 Jax. This is from Jacksonville, I think. No images. Let's go to images right here. Ah, here's his LinkedIn. I wonder if he locked it down. Nope. Says he's in Atlanta. DHL supply chain. Okay. Wow, he has a degree in criminology. That's a bad look. Here is... Ah. Zachary Tygord. Oh, they took it down. They took his picture down. How do you think he got that taken down? That's unusual. That a sex offender could get their record removed? All right, so I am not seeing a scar on that eye. Oh, there's Stormy Daniels. Hmm, not much coverage about Mr. Gordine. Let's just try this again. Um, Nah, we're going to have to look it up by zip code. Offender radar, Zachary Ty Gordine. Ah, here we go. This is a new picture. Oh, you know what? It kind of looks like there's a scar there on that one, too. Well, I agree. I consent. DGRQ8. Let's see what information. Oh, you can't search by name. Mm, okay. Well, that's fine. We'll go ahead and leave that alone. So I think that uh, ultimately the truth of this will come out. Is Zachary Ty Gordine? The same person as Tim Cool? Is Tim Cool going to successfully prove that he is not this individual? I suppose it could be a pretty easy proof if he was just to show himself, but obviously he doesn't want to show himself. He's been a non on this account for some time. All right. Well, perhaps we'll never know. Uh, the one thing that, uh, haha, Zach said, Zach said Q. Did I say Q? He was with the Santas. Won't get much coverage. Yeah, unfortunately. 
Uh, yes, Ainsley's right. My husband says they live among us all the time. They do, you guys. If, if you have children, or even if you want to know if there are sex offenders living near you, I urge you to go to those sex offender registered websites and search for your street. Wait till you see how many sex offenders live around you. It's kind of crazy. All right, so... Ron DeSantis did do something right here uh, in one of his first official acts uh, since coming home from his unsuccessful presidential campaign. Uh, he has agreed to send the Florida State Guard to Texas to help them defend their border. There may be a Supreme Court order for the Texas National Guard to let the CBP get to the border, but there is no such order for the Florida State Guard members to have to move aside for the Customs and Border Patrol to gain access. Now, there's only about a thousand of them that he's going to send, but obviously any help is good help because the situation of the southern border is absolutely atrocious. Ron DeSantis said, we are providing up to one battalion of Florida National Guard, as well as our first ever deployment of the Florida State Guard. And the goal is to help Texas fortify this border, help them strengthen the barricade, help them add barriers, help them add wire that they need so they can stop the invasion once and for all. The states have to band together to be able to defend the rule of law. I am fully in support of this motion here. All right, guys, I would like to end with a funny little story about Gavin Newsom. Gavin Newsom apparently was at a Target in California, and he was checking out, and some thief walked off with less than $950 worth of merchandise, and Gavin Newsom approached a person who worked there and said, aren't you going to stop this guy? And they said no, because of the, the way that the governor has made it, it's not worth it. And Gavin Newsom was absolutely aghast uh, after he was told that it's his fault. Let's go ahead and take a listen. This was uh, delicious. Says, sir, uh, you dropped this. And he comes back. Hold on. Let me turn this up because it's very quiet. Oops, that's way too loud. Okay, here we go. This is Gavin Newsom on a Zoom call, and somebody is recording it. I don't know what the Zoom meeting is. I don't know who it is that's recording it, but here we go. says, sir, uh, you dropped this. And he comes back, picks it up, and keeps walking out. As we're checking out, the woman says, oh, he's just walking out. He's going to pay for that. I said, well, why are you stopping? She goes, oh, the governor. Sort of got true story. And my mom's great. The governor lowered the threshold. There's no, there's no, there's no accountability. There's no, I said that's just not true. And she, I, she got, I said we have the tenth toughest, nine hundred fifty dollars, the tenth toughest in America. She doesn't even know what I was talking about. By the way, it's the tenth toughest in America. Look it up. No one gives a damn about right. that. And I said it's just not true. There's still stop. I said well we don't stop them because of the governor. And then she goes, she looks at me twice, and then she freaks out. She calls everyone over, wants to take photos. I'm like, no, I'm not taking a photo. We're having a conversation. Where's your manager? How are you blaming the governor? And it was, you know, $380 later. And I was like, why am I spending $380? Everyone can walk the hell right out. And, and that's the same question that all of these shoplifters are asking as well. That's why nobody pays for anything. The governor lowered the threshold. It may be the the, the 10th 
in America, the 10th toughest law in America. But at the same time, they've also defunded police departments. They have reduced enforcement actions. And even if those people get arrested, they get out without any cash bail. They don't have to do anything at all. And so he asks an excellent question. I think that's what most people are asking is, well, why do I have to pay if these other people don't have to pay and nobody's going to stop them? Gavin Newsom just witnessed firsthand what his type of leadership and uh, legislating has done to the state of California. It's an absolute nightmare. It's a total mess. And I think that this is one of the most uh, intriguing interactions I've heard about in recent times. So stupid. They have uh, essentially given carte blanche. It's like Joe Biden looking at the southern border and saying, you know, oh, gosh, what's the problem? Well, you invited illegal alien invaders to come through that southern border. So how can you be surprised when they do it? In California, they have stopped enforcing shoplifting laws. And so people go ahead and steal. They know exactly what they can steal, how much they can steal. So they go ahead and steal because it's a lawless liberal hellhole. All right, guys, uh, I want to thank everybody for the uh, kind support that you've given. There was a donation over here on Rumble. Don Sclater says, hey, chat, we have over 4,000 people watching and less than 600 likes. Hit that like or donate. This is great content. He really works hard to bring us this information. Thank you, guys. I I do, and I, I thank you. Please hit that like button. And then also, uh, Bearable says, that was a horrible song. Uh, which, which one? I don't know which one. You talking about the, 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 the crybaby song that Donald Trump did? All right. So thank you very much for those donations, guys. Let me also bring up these donations from over here on the foxhole. Let me get those up on screen. Okay. And I guess I need to make that bigger. Uh, okay. And of course, this is the wrong one. There we go. Okay. And wait, it's way bigger than it needs to be. Okay. So first of all, thank you very much to Nakaz808. Appreciate the shades, man. Thank you very much. Uh, thank you to Big Bird38 says, good evening, fellow patriots. <clears throat> thank you to Video Demon Slayer, who says, I haven't dropped a cookie in a while. 07 from the lurkers. 07 to you as well, homie. Appreciate you. Uh, and let me just make this a little bit smaller here. Okay. Uh, thank you to Trump Red Pill One who says, Go Zach, Video Demon Slayer, and one for me. Thank you. Trump Red Pill, thank you for the cookie. Filter Dog One, thank you for the cookie. Trump Red Pill says, Uh oh, and then dropped another cookie and another cookie. Sean Joe, thank you for the can. Silent Runner 17, thank you for the cookie. Liberty Bell says, Thank you. Such a sick world. Appreciate your hard work. Much love. Much love to you as well. Uh, thank you, Sean Joe, for another cookie. Esther G13 says, Love and appreciate you, Zach. I love and appreciate you too. And then Empress, so good to see you out there. She's dropping a cookie as well. Thank you, guys. Uh, much love. And uh, we're going to go ahead and close it out here. I want to appreciate, uh, let everybody know how much I appreciate you. Uh, we now have still 41, 4,200 people here and 711 likes, five dislikes. So if you're one of those people who's watching, one of those 4,000 people who haven't hit the like button yet, please do me a favor and do it. Number one Indiana dad says uh, they'd have to pay me more than $250 an hour to work on Fanny's Taint. Yeah, I think uh, that's the same for just about everybody here. All right, you guys. <clears throat> Thank you for being here. Have a wonderful day. 
Good luck. God bless. And we will see you tomorrow at 9 p.m. Eastern for Red Pill News Live for Friday Night Livestream. Peace.
When it comes to stubborn belly fat, we're all searching for a miracle pill. Generally, you have to use multiple products that target belly fat differently to manage excess weight around the stomach. Some products may focus on abdominal exercises or dietary changes, while others might focus on boosting metabolism or controlling cravings. But believe it or not, I may have found a solution that removes the need for juggling through multiple weight management products. It's called Belly Trim, and it's more effective at targeting belly fat, enhancing metabolism, and promoting a toned midsection better than most weight management products I've seen typically found on store shelves. Tens of thousands of five-star reviews back up the notion that Belly Trim is not only a breakthrough in a bottle, but that it also removes the need for us to use countless diet pills and fat-burning supplements. But there's more. If you place your order for Belly Trim now, you'll also receive 51% off free VIP live health and fitness coaching for life, two free new e-books titled Top 10 Foods That Burn Belly Fat, and Top 10 Exercises to Reduce Belly Fat, a 60-day satisfaction guarantee, and last but not least, free shipping. Simply go to www.trimwithus.com. That's www.trimwithus.com to take advantage of this limited-time deal before they sell out. Once again, that's www.trimwithus.com. Order now. Energy bills are rising at a historic rate, and there's no end in sight. Talk to enough people, and you'll soon realize nearly everyone's shocked at their recent electricity bills. Some studies reveal energy costs have skyrocketed by as high as 60% in as little as two years. That's why tens of thousands are installing this magical little device from SavePowerBills.com to help slash their energy bills. This sophisticated gadget stabilizes electrical currents, reduces dirty electricity, and helps protect your appliances and electronics. Simply plug it into your home's wall outlet to help lower energy consumption and ultimately help reduce your power bills every month. Countless five-star reviews back up the notion that this device is one of the most efficient ways to save money while beating the greedy power companies. But there's more. If you order now, you'll also receive 65% off, fast shipping within the USA, hassle-free returns, and last but not least, a 60-day satisfaction guarantee. Just go to SavePowerBills.com to take advantage of this limited-time deal before they sell out. Once again, that's SavePowerBills.com. Violent crime across the U.S. has skyrocketed. Just recently, a politician was carjacked by three armed attackers outside his home in Washington, D.C. This comes several months after another politician was assaulted in the elevator of her building. Between mass shootings, kidnappings, burglaries, and carjackings, it's never been more vital to learn how to protect yourself. This is why tens of thousands are choosing the Fighter Flare Flashlight. The Fighter Flare Flashlight has awed people with a wonderful design and massive light output. On top of an ultra-bright 800-lumen light, it boasts powerful strobe lighting modes for self-defense, a glass breaking hammer, a built-in power bank, solar-powered recharging, rope cutter, siren, and much more. Countless five-star reviews back up the notion that this flashlight is the latest and greatest in the EDC market. But there's more. If you place your order for the Fighter Flare flashlight now, you'll also receive 66% off, free express shipping, and last but not least, a 100% lifetime guaranteed replacement. Simply go to www.fighterflare.com to take advantage of this limited-time deal before they sell out. www.fighterflare.com. Order now.